Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. ITG in the gun, episode number 102 here of your new favorite WVU football podcast. I'm Wesley Euler, joined by Jed Drenning, the signal caller, our dear Owen Schmidt. Listen, he's he's waist deep in high school football responsibilities right now. So we've been we've been giving Big O some time. Uh, he will be back with us when we uh, recap, or sorry, not recap, when we look ahead when we do our Oklahoma State preview, of course, later on in the week. But for this uh, Week 8 Pick'em edition of ITG, you have got myself, Wesley Euler, and the signal caller, Jed Drenning. Of course, as always, we're brought to you in part by our friends at Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Jed, let's get right into this. Uh, let's recap how we did last week, uh, both us on the show, obviously, and any points that we got, the four of us. And then, of course, we always want to know if we had any listeners. We're still waiting for that first man on the moon, that Neil Armstrong, to get four out of four. Uh, so let's start with a recap of how, how the four of us, uh, the ITG4, did with our Week 7 picks. Yeah, the ITG4 uh, signal caller of the week last week, throw for the most yards. I picked Texas Tech, or I cursed Texas Tech, I should say. Uh, and certainly I did. I threw the hex at Baron Morton, and Baron Morton was playing a heck of a football game and, of course, got hurt in the second quarter. So that's how the hex works. <laughs> so he did not. Texas Tech did not throw for the most yards. I'll give you the numbers here. The most yards in the Big 12 were thrown for by TCU, a chunky 447 yards, with Hoover getting his first start behind center for a dinged-up Chandler Morris. Great job. Uh, they, they, they have a pretty pretty solid quarterback room. Sonny Dykes has talked about it all offseason. Chandler Morris is the only trigger man they have. And now you're starting to see why I was saying that. Meanwhile, Kansas, uh, Jason Bean throws for 410 yards in a losing effort at Oklahoma State West. Something weird's going on at Kansas. There's this chatter. Jalen Daniels, preseason offensive player of the year in the Big 12. He's only played in three games. There's chatter that is he going to self redshirt and take an NIL deal somewhere and transfer hmm. for, for, and not playing more than four games? I don't know. Maybe that's a rumor. Maybe it's on. Third most, West Virginia. Bring on the Mountaineers. Garrett Green, 391 explosive yards. If you caught our recap, we talked all about that and more. Great job by Garrett pushing the football vertical. A lot of splash plays in the past came for the first time this year for West Virginia. Oklahoma State comes in at number four, 336. Coming in at number five with 298, Texas Tech. So I get one point. Texas Tech, I don't know if you caught any of that game. Uh, I was listening to that game, actually, on Saturday night. And kind of interesting. What happened was, as I mentioned, Baron Morton gets hurt. So he has to exit the game in the first half or late in the first half or even at halftime. They bring in a true freshman, this kid named Strong, he makes a 50-some-odd-yard play with his legs, like the first second series he was in, maybe. And he's playing pretty solid football for about a quarter. And then the next thing you know, his ball became way too catchable by the Wildcats, and he throws <laughs> three picks uh, in the late going there, and, and uh, they couldn't overcome that. But uh, Owen, meanwhile, picked uh, his beer truck of the week, which Big 12 offense would rush for the most yards. He picked the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, I wish he was on here. Oh, I wish he was on here. This might be why he's dodging. This is it. Uh, Kansas State led the way with 273 rush yards for the most by a Big 12 team. Oklahoma State, number two in the win over Kansas, 218 yards. 
Texas Tech, 182. West Virginia, fourth with 155. Houston comes in at number five, 140. And the Kansas Jayhawks, with 90 yards rushing, finished dead last in the Big 12. They were 10th, only 10 teams played this week. Uh, and here's the funniest part, Wes. I was tracking this as these games were winding down. Yeah. He gets docked one point for finishing in dead last, right? So that's Correct. minus one. Eh, Correct. The that's last right. place penalty, we call it. BYU had 91 yards. And at one point, Kansas had like 94 and then suffered a sack. Right. <laughs> Man, I wish that one was on here. So it's, we'll, we'll have to give it to him when we do our Okie State preview for a minute. Yes, we certainly will. Because he likes to give it to me. So I want to give it back when I get a chance. I don't get many chances. Scoring defense, you picked. Cincinnati, you said they would hold Iowa State. And I'll tell you what, you had the right game. That was a pretty sluggish game. Uh, the fewest points were actually allowed by Iowa State against Cincinnati. They only allowed the Bearcats to score 10. Second fewest, TCU only allowed 11 points in their blowout win over BYU. Very impressive bounce back win by TCU, 44 to 11. Kansas State allowed 21 points. Uh, and moving on, and that was in the 38-21 win over Texas Tech. Your Cincinnati defense allowed 30, and that was good for fourth. So you still got a couple points on the board there. So Cincinnati, Cincinnati allows 30 points. That was fourth most in the league. So two points for West scoring offense. Skyler picked West Virginia. Not a bad week to pick them, but it wasn't enough for the number one spot. Number one for the most points scored by a Big 12 offense. TCU, 44, again, in that blowout win over BYU. The second most, unfortunately, we kind of know who that was, scoring 41. Coming in at number three and a third-place tie, West Virginia scored 39 against Houston, and Oklahoma State scored 39 for their second straight bounce-back win. So uh, that's good enough for Schuyler to chalk up three points. So uh, that's kind of where things went with our four picks last week. Well, Jed, before we get to what that means for the standings, uh, I don't believe we've had our Neil Armstrong yet, but I think we had uh, another three for four, another solid uh, 750 batting average for one of our listeners. Ooh, three for fours. So How about we'll that? that because we're going we're gonna to put their names on the board. Uh, first of all, we had three two out of fours. Uh, those three two out of fours were J.D. Anderson, Brock Melko, sound familiar? <laughs> Darren Snyder was our third two out of four. And before we get to the uh, three out of four mentions, I do want to give a special shout out to Debbie Friend. Debbie was the only listener slash viewer to get the rushing offense of the week in the Big 12 correct. Very impressive. She was the only person to pick Kansas State to rush for the most yards, and she nailed it. Good job, Debbie Friend. So we had two listeners slash viewers get three out of four. We had John Prowse get three out of four. The only one that he missed, he picked the Mountaineers to rush for the most yards. Of course, they did not. And Logan, I apologize in advance if I mispronounce this, Ballen G. You're going to see it uh, on the uh, screen there. It's B-A-L-L-E-N-G-E-E. -E -E. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to need to learn how to pronounce that soon if I can't already. John or Logan Ballinger and John Prowse are two getting three out of four 
three out of four, and we've said it before and I'll say it again, I don't know if I can stress how incredibly challenging and difficult getting one of these is, much less getting two as those we mentioned, or even three as the anointed two, the anointed pair that we mentioned here. So super job. We have the smartest listeners in sports. I'll say that the smartest listeners in college football. They're showing us up here on a lot of these weeks, Jed, that's for sure. So great stuff. Shout out to Debbie. I tell you what, and uh, I'm telling you, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I think by the end of October, someone's going to get four out of four. So make sure you're going to our Twitter page in the gun podcast is where you find us on there. We tweet out the link every single week. It's just a simple Google spreadsheet form. I mean, you get you email your name and your four picks. It will take you literally, literally 20 seconds. Um, and we, West, you know, that's it. I'm going to add one more thing, Debbie, if you're listening or if you're a friend of Debbie's, please tell Debbie what I would recommend you do is you go out and show all your friends pull up any highlight of Owen, Owen Schmitz that you choose. I'd say the Fiesta Bowl run, the, the one where he became the runaway beer truck. Show that to your friends and tell your friends, hey, you think this guy knows a thing or two about running the football? Well, let me tell you a thing I or know two more. about running the football. And say, I know more than he does. I picked the right team Maybe. he did Listen, Debbie, if you live anywhere near Greenbrier West, show up on Friday with like a clipboard and a visor and tell Owen you're ready to coach for him. Yes. I love it. I love it. Uh, before we uh, get to what that means for the standings, a big thank you uh, to Toothman Ford for being a presenting sponsor of this here podcast, this here program in the gun. We all know cars cost less in graft and shout out to our guy, JR, and make sure you're uh, you're checking out Toothman for all of your vehicle needs. In terms of the standings, uh, gives me a little bit more points at the top. Skyler can throw up the graphic here now. Gives me a little uh, more points at the top. Skyler, though, uh, getting a little separation from Big O, and as he uh, gets some points, and Big O gets docked a point, so Skyler stays in second place. Big O in third. Jed, he's no longer skunked. All right, he's no longer got to do the naked lap because he's got zero, but uh, but he's still down there in the basement in fourth. Although Jed, you know, it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. And Jed now has some ammunition on Big O here, at least. At least hey, you can't go the, broke, make it a profit. At least for the rest of the week. That's absolutely right. So we're going to take a break here real quickly. When we come back on the other side, uh, Jed and I will give our picks. We'll share Owen and Skyler's for this week eight edition of the Big 12 slate. We'll do all of that when we return in just a minute in the gun. Nobody supports the Blue and Gold Mountaineers like Toothman Ford. With over 20 NIL deals and counting, Toothman Ford continues to rally behind our student athletes. And it's time we rally and support the dealer that supports the Mountaineers. Not only does Toothman Ford offer the best prices in the state on pre-owned, their never-over MSRP campaign on new Fords guaranteed to save you thousands. Drive with pride all season long, knowing you're supporting the dealer that fuels our Mountaineers. Toothman Ford, where cars cost less. In Grafton and at ToothmanFord.com for more west virginia mountaineer football content be sure to follow us on twitter at in the gun podcast For nearly 20 years, Fortis has been the nation's leader in providing guaranteed roof performance programs for commercial buildings. Fortis offers roof performance solutions that feature extensive initial and ongoing reconditioning for commercial buildings as an alternative to traditional replacement with long-term performance guarantees that are backed by global leader Lloyds of London. Fortis offers a comprehensive range of roof performance management programs that provide financial security, extend the life of our customers' roofs, and make a significant impact on ROI. Fortis is currently improving performance and increasing ROI for customers at more than 4,800 locations. 
with more than 140 million square feet protected, including many Fortune 500 companies that have turned to Fortis to save money, gain financial certainty, and extend the life of their existing roofs. Fortis has helped customers save more than $520 million in capital roof replacement costs for an average ROI of over 250%. To learn more, visit fortis.us.com. Fortis, roof performance and financial certainty guaranteed. Let's go, Mountaineer fans. You're tuned in to In the Gun with Wes, the runaway beer truck, and the signal caller. Back in the gun here, ITG episode 102. It is our week eight pick'em addiction. All right, we've done our recaps. We've done our standings. Uh, we've had our break here as well. You know what that means. It's time to get to the picks. Uh, Jed, before we share uh, Skyler and Owen's selections, uh, what do you got for us? Signal caller this week. You're, you're starting to build a little momentum here, all right? Rough start to the season for you, but the last two weeks you've been you've been hitting singles. You know, maybe you had a double off the wall there at some point as well, too. You're, you're staying alive in this thing. So who you going this week? Week eight, your signal caller offense of the week. Who's going to throw for the most yards in the Big 12? Wes, don't take my hex away. It's still a hex. Until proven otherwise, pick, pick it's still a hex. Oklahoma I'm, State here, all right? I'm 14th until proven otherwise. I'm still 14th. So it's still a hex. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm afraid that if – it doesn't work cleanly enough that I can simply pick the team West Virginia is playing because then it'll just run for a bunch of yards. We've seen that. Uh, but what I'm going to do here is I'm going to roll my Kenny Powers dance move dice. I'm going to roll it here and I'm going to throw my hex directly at Dylan Gabriel of Oklahoma uh, against the UCF Golden Knights. I'm going to pick Dylan Gabriel and the Oklahoma Sooners to throw for the most yards. Now, we saw what happened to Baron Morton. I'm kind of the SI curse, right? Uh, I'm the IG. You're the mad, you're the mad and curse. curse. So if I pick you, wow. Uh, I hope nobody gets hurt here. But unfortunately, I don't think you're going to play all that well because I have cursed you. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to ride with the Oklahoma Sooners against UCF to throw for the most yards in the Big 12 this week. Well, Jed, let me be the first one to congratulate UCF on their first ever Big 12 win. Congratulations, <laughs> Knights. You did it. You finally did it. Welcome to the conference. Congratulations. Perfect. Um, Skyler, our talented producer slash co-host slash do it all here for us. He is going with the Texas Longhorns as his Big 12 offense of the week, who will score the most points. That's who Skyler picks, right? Uh, and he said, and I quote, I want to make sure I, I get it right here. Uh, Skyler said, wait, now, where was it? My phone just reset on me. You Texas. sons. Of, he said they'll Houston, be feeling sassy. He, he picked, he, pick, he said, he said, yes, he said something about Houston and how they would be feeling all fat and sassy after their win over WVU. And so because of that, oh, here we go. Uh, he says, I'm going Texas. Cougs feel all fat and sassy after beating the. <laughs> I'm laughing. I can't even sit, read this right. Skyler said, I'm going Texas. The Cougs feel all fat and sassy after beating WVU. Horns drop a 50 burger. So I tell you what, Skyler predicting that uh, Houston is going to be maybe feeling themselves a little too much. Take a whooping from one of their in-state brethren there. Uh, the only time Texas and Houston will meet as members of the Big 12 Conference. Skyler goes with the Longhorns as his offense of the week. And Jed, this is another one of those. I wish Owen was here for uh, this moment because the runaway beer truck, of course, the offense that is going to have the most rushing yards. Owen selects the 
West Virginia University Mountaineers, the world champion Mountaineers, as our buddy Tony Caridi would say. And I like that, Jed, because for my Big 12 defense of the week, which defense will uh, give up the fewest points in the conference this week, I'm going the world champion Mountaineers as well, too. I would. Wow. I would love to get Owen's reasoning on this because I'm I'm sure he's got some some good thoughts and maybe some of what we saw in that first half. And you hope you get some reinforcements back on the offensive line. And Oklahoma State has, has struggled in in the run, at least certainly at the beginning of the season in the run in run defense. Um, Jed, my reasoning is as simple as this: uh, WVU's defense had its worst performance of of the season on Thursday night down in Houston. I think they will respond by having their best or one of their best performances of the season. And I know that's a tall task because they were very good against Pitt, only gave up six points, right? They were very good against Texas Tech. Um, but I'm putting my faith in the Mountaineers here. I know Oklahoma State has played much better the last couple of weeks. That offense is starting to come alive. But I think that defense, and they've got extra time, right? Not just a week. They've got nine days to sit there and replay some of those missed opportunities against Houston, some of the turnovers that they could have had that they didn't, some of the um, untimely, maybe momentum swing type plays that they gave up to the Houston offense. And of course, I know they'll all, at least the 11 guys that were on the field, be replaying that Hail Mary at the end of the game. Uh, the, should I have done this? Could I have done that? Why didn't I do this? We all, anyone who's ever played a sport, you you have those moments of reflection and it just sits with you and it stews with you. And again, they get it for two extra days this week with that game against Houston coming on a Thursday. I think they're going to respond in a big way. Back at home uh, and what I still think, obviously not as juiced as it would be if we were five and one and ranked going into this thing, but I think a crowd that is ready to get behind this team and show that they still believe that this can be a, a memorable season and that we still got everything to play for right in front of us. Owen going WVU is his beer, is his beer truck offense of the week. I'm going WVU is my defense of the week to bounce back after, you know, giving up way too many points down there in Houston against the Cougs. I'm not sure how I feel about the guy who finished dead last last week and was docked a point. Uh, now, if, if Debbie's picking West Virginia, I feel pretty good. Yeah, but we got to look Owen's for Debbie's picks in the spreadsheet. Virginia, I'm a little worried. West, I'll be honest with you. I hope the curse stayed with me, and it hasn't moved to Owen. That's what I'm hoping. That curse better still be mine. My my Kenny Powers roll the dice curse better still be mine. Uh, and I'm hoping West Virginia explodes in a big way because uh, that would really be beneficial for. Uh, for the Mountaineers and their effort. And like you talked about, I, I think that the there's an appetite for a 330 kick. I think we're going to have a great crowd. I think it's going to be alive and well. I think that uh, uh, the fan base is going to play a critical role in this game as they have the last couple of Morgantown for us. Uh, I think all those things are going to be true. And I do expect a bounce back effort by the defense against a, a suddenly emerging and dangerous Alan Bowman-led Oklahoma State offense. Of course, we'll break that all, all that down. Uh, in, in much greater detail in our preview episode. But, yeah, they're very different. They were written off as dead and buried. And I tell you, the first one to call this the way we see it now was uh, our buddy Phil Steele, friend of the show. He's the one who called the upset coming out of the bye week, said, hey, don't write these guys off against Kansas State quite yet. Mike Gundy's been around for a long time. You're giving him a bye week. I don't care if he lost to South Alabama or not. And sure enough, they bounced back in that one. And then they hosted a very dangerous and explosive Kansas team, Jalen Daniels or not, and uh, and found a way to to pull that one out in the late morning. That was a hard-fought win. 
That really yeah, was. was. I mean, they, it was. they had to tussle their way back in that thing. And uh, we're going to take their best shot against a team that – now, remember, it wasn't that long ago prior to last year's season finale that these guys had our number and owned us. But, but I think uh, those choices, working in, in tandem, uh, I hope you both get it right. Then I really like our chances. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. 3.30 crowd, homecoming crowd fall time it really i mean you you walk outside in the mornings now and it just feels like football every single day i unfortunately will not be there this is one of the home games i gotta miss this season i gotta hop on a plane saturday morning to go to la for the steelers and the rams out there in la la land on sunday i will land in time just i I might miss a portion of the first quarter getting back to the hotel but we will land in time for me to to watch most of the game um i will be jealous that i'm not there uh, but I, uh, I got a, I got a feeling it's going to be a, a good Jed. Many people are saying that the Mountaineers will never play at noon again. I mean, what's, we we've spent the past couple seasons we spent the yeah. past couple seasons complaining all we do is play at noon. Now I'm like, eh, noon game wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> well, you know Maybe. how I script it. I want every road game at noon. Correct. And every home game, three thirty, three thirty or later. I, I'll, Except I'll for take it. If, if I, you're absolutely right. If I could, if I was the scheduling god. WV would play every single road game at noon and we would play every single home game at three 30, except for every other year we'd have pit at, at night in prime time. That's how I, that's yeah, how I, home. that's exactly when we have pit when we play there, it's at noon, but when they play us, it's at seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night. That's how I would do it. So uh big week. We talked about this a little bit on the, you know, on the Houston recap, right? Jed, I mean, you are at a crossroads moment of your season. You can either let that loss break you or you can let that loss make you. And uh, we're going to find out starting 3.30 Saturday against a rejuvenated Oklahoma State team um, that, you know, they've got some some uh, thoughts of revenge in their mind after what happened last year. Now we were able to, to end the season down there last year. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, stage is set. Here we go. I'm just going to remind everybody, we're going to post the link so you can make your picks and be part of it for the pick four uh, on the Twitter site. And, of course, we all retweet it to, on, the, on our Twitter page or X or whatever you're calling it these days, these kids, but uh, uh, it's, it's readily available. And as Wes says, it's easy. It's fun. Jump in, be part of it. Uh, we just want uh, the engagement to continue to go up as it has, because our listeners, our viewers, they're really showing they're pretty knowledgeable. I mean, and Absolutely. if somebody, somebody will go four for four, we went from having these scattered three out of fours, one here, one there. And now, as we just talked about, we had two three out of fours in one week. That's how incredibly close we're coming. Somebody is going to be that highly anticipated first ever Neil Armstrong ITG legend four for four in the ITG pick'em. So, will it be you? It could be well, you. Be a part of it. The only chance you have for it to be you to plant your flag on the ITG moon to wave old glory, baby, is to go to our Twitter page at in the gun podcast and find the link there uh, every single week this week and every single week going forward a final thank you to our friends at fortis and rick lewis shout out to our guy rick uh, for roof performance and financial certainty guaranteed make sure you visit fortis.us 
beerbeer.com. For Skylar Callahan and the Beer Truck Big O, I'm Wesley Euler. My teammate is Jed Drenning. The one thing we ask of you is to be an ear and tell an ear about your new favorite WVU football podcast. Take care, everybody. We'll have the preview episode and Phil Steele still to come this week. Plenty to get to before we kick off against Oklahoma, those cow pokes at uh, 3.30 on Saturday. So you know where to stay locked. You've been in the gun. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.